Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Today in Sports. My name is JP, and I am once again joined by my good friend, Anthony. Anthony, man, it's been a little over two weeks since our last podcast. Um, how you doing, bro? Doing good. Happy to be on today. I mean, we have some NBA playoffs to talk today. This is going to be very exciting, guys. I mean... Um, we're, we're just excited just to be here. It just, we haven't been on, we haven't been, you know, talking about, we haven't been on the podcast for a, for a little over two weeks. And we, we apologize for that. Just, we, you know, we've been busy with other things and, you know, we, we're just really glad to be here. But before we start, um, I'm going to, um, you know, slip in a little bit of a plug. Um, everybody go follow us on Instagram. We are now on Instagram today dot in sports, just, you know, we're going to be posting, um, you know, when a new podcast is live, um, just, just some fun content for you all to see. So again, today dot in sports, go ahead and follow. So Anthony, the NBA playoffs start in a 10 minutes from when we're talking right now. So, um, we're just going to like be previewing the first round, making some predictions about the first round. And we're going to also be making our finals predictions just for the beginning of the playoffs. We're not going to preview too much. We're just going to say who we think is going to win just because, you know, Everybody likes to make predictions at the beginning of the playoffs, obviously. But first off, let's talk about these playing games. The playing games, they're new to the NBA, obviously, Anthony. And, um, of course, we had a playing game, uh, I think it was Tuesday um, Tuesday night. It was the Pacers versus the Hornets. And, wow, it wasn't even a game. I don't even count it as a game. The Hornets got obliterated. I don't think anybody expected that. Want to elaborate on that game, Anthony? Yeah, the Hornets looked really young that game. The Pacers' experience, I think, played a factor in it. They didn't really look ready to play defensively at the beginning of the game. Not too much to say. I mean, it was wire-to-wire for the Pacers that game. Yeah, the the Pacers just absolutely obliterated. Let me just reiterate, obliterated the Hornets. And, I mean, LaMelo Ball did not come to play. I know he's still a young guy, second overall pick. Um. He has a bright, bright future ahead of him. He's a very good, very great talent, but he did not come to play in that, in that, um, in that playing game. So we're just going to move on. Um, later that night, it was the Celtics and the Wizards. It wasn't really close in this one either. I mean, it was close for a little bit, but then the Celtics kind of pulled away and won this playing game and they locked up, I believe, was it the, I think it was the seven seed. Yeah, the seven seed they locked up. So, you know, Jason Tatum doing what he does best play basketball he's a he's a great player great talent I mean anything to say about that playing game Anthony oh yeah it was the Jason Tatum show that game he was getting whatever he wanted whenever he wanted um the Wizards didn't really have too much of an answer but that's what we kind of expected from the Celtics a lot this year obviously you know there's no Jalen Brown this game but we expected a really good basketball team and that was a good performance but we expected that far more this year a little bit disappointed they were in this game in the first place. Honestly, it's not a little bit. It's very disappointing. I mean, you have two all-stars on that team, and Brad Stevens supposedly is a very good coach. So, I mean, to be in that game in the first place is kind of embarrassing. That's my personal opinion, but do what you want with that information. And let's move on to the second day of playing games. Wednesday, uh, this these games occurred. I mean, these games were a lot better, I think we could say. I mean, oh, yeah. first off, the Spurs and the Grizzlies playing for that, you know, to go to advance and play the winner of the Warriors and Lakers, uh, the loser of the Warriors and Lakers, excuse me. And um, 
Grizzlies won that game um, by four points, eliminating the Spurs. I mean, Grizzlies, in all in all, were just the better team. They they had a de- sizable lead for a little bit, and they kind of they just held on. The Spurs kind of tried to fight back, but the, it was pretty much the Grizzlies game. Anything to say on that game, Anthony? Yeah, um, give the Grizzlies a lot of credit being a very young team, playing up against an experienced veteran San Antonio team with a veteran coach. It was impressive to see the Grizzlies respond and John Moran sp- respond after kind of what happened last year against the Blazers and the bubble and all that. But overall, a great win for the Grizzlies there. And, you know, it was win or go home. So to get a good performance out of key guys was huge, such as Valanciunas as well. Definitely. Valanciunas was the star of that game. I think he had a 20-point, 20 20-rebound 20 game. Fantastic right. performance. Very underrated, very underrated. Goes under the radar as a big in this league. Definitely. A lot of good things. Let's move on to our last, uh, not last playing game, you know, the last, you know, first round playing games, if that makes any sense to you guys. Um, Warriors and Lakers. Um, Wow. Oh, this was a fantastic game. Maybe the game of the year, people might, you know, argue, but it was a fantastic game. I mean, Lakers ended up pulling away one by three after like a second half surge led by LeBron James and co. But yeah, I mean, not, I mean, this is just a fantastic game. Stephen Curry, um, he did all, I, he did all he could. I, I mean, Draymond Green, obviously on the offensive end, really, really lacked. I mean, only two points, but, you know, Stephen Curry and Andrew Wiggins kind of pl- picked up the slack. Steph dropped 37, Andrew Wiggins dropped 21. But, you know, Draymond gets it on the defensive end for them. But the Lakers just ended up pulling away. And they really want that seven seed. So, Anthony, anything, you know, to say on that game? Yeah. Anthony Davis did not play well that game, which was very very underwhelming performance from his end. Um, Caruso, I felt like, and Wesley Matthews were big for the Lakers. They stepped in off the bench and gave good minutes when Schroeder was a little bit off his game as well. Um, LeBron himself didn't really have a great first half. But in the second half, he turned it up a notch, and especially in that fourth quarter, made big time plays. Hit that clutch shot. He was seeing three rims, three rims. Um, apparently, um, I don't know. I don't know if I believe that, but LeBron James, you do you, man. Best player in the world. I guess you can make up those comments, yeah. but I mean, just you know, I don't know. It was it was a great game. I mean. The, La- the Lakers, you just, when you have the best player in the world on your team, it just shows if you fall behind a l- little bit early and you have the best player in the world, you know, you, you can afford it a little bit. But I don't know if that's going to happen come playoff time, but they we'll see if they can make it out of the Western Conference. Of course, they're the favorite to do so, but we'll see. That's it for that game. Uh, Lakers moving on to claim the seventh seed. Um, let's move on to our, you know, Second to last playing game. It was the Wizards versus the Pacers, and this was even worse than the Hornets and the Pacers. Um, I think the Wizards just obliterated the Pacers. I mean, they got they they obliterated the Hornets, but then they go and get obliterated by the Wizards. Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal kind of pulled it out for them. Um, I think we're gonna move on from this game. I don't really want to spend too much time on it. Really, nothing much to say, just besides the fact that Washington was the much better team and that they deserved the win. Let's move on to last night's game, the Grizzlies and the Warriors. What a fantastic game this was, Anthony. I mean, Grizzlies winning by five in overtime. I mean, John Moran, what a performance from him. But 
I'm gonna let you talk, and I, I want I'm gonna add in, but I want to hear your opinions on this game first. So first and foremost, I think this really is gonna hurt Warriors fans out there because they had the Lakers a good majority of that game, the last game. They were winning most of the game. Obviously, the Lakers pulled it out at the end. So this game, they start down early. Doesn't help. Turnovers were really bad, I felt. It gave the Grizzlies many opportunities in the open floor. And last weekend, when they played the Grizzlies at home, they tended to leave John Moran open, and John Moran didn't respond to those open three-pointers. But he responded last night more than ever. He hit all the threes. He got into the paint. Um, the Grizzlies got great play from role players. Specifically, as a Michigan State fan, happy to say it, Xavier Tillman came oh, in. Oh, my good. Of course, you can throw it in there. But, yeah, I can admit yeah. Xavier Tillman was very good last night off the bench. In overtime especially, he had that clutch three, got some great rebounds. But, yeah, Xavier Tillman was big. Carry on. Yeah, and um, Overall, Draymond Green, I felt like had a really good game till that last shot, which I really thought he should have pulled up for the mid-range and not gone got in for that layup. He's a little bit out of control at that moment. Um, Poole, I felt like, played pretty well last night as well for the Warriors. Steph did have a mediocre game, though. I really felt like John Morant outplayed him at most of the game from I the standpoint mean, of being efficient. This is just kind of sad that, I mean – I mean, like, Anthony, I agree that John Morant outplayed Stephen Curry, but I feel bad for Stephen Curry that we're sitting here and saying he had an underwhelming game with 39 points, five assists, and four rebounds. I mean... Yeah, it was just a standpoint of the efficiency and a little bit of the turnovers. Exactly. He had some costly turnovers. It wasn't his typical game. It wasn't his typical game that he's he's been playing. And it's a shame because his typical game is, you know one-of-a-kind, like, not many people can put up that type of performance type of game, but he didn't have that type of game last night, and they somehow still, as they played sloppy most of the game, pushed it to overtime with that fourth quarter run, but the big turn on, I felt like, like we had said previously, was that Tillman three in the corner, because they get up two, if, and it's the end of the shot clock. If Tillman misses that shot, we could be talking about this game differently. Even the those Grayson, up to with the ball. Even those but, Grayson Allen threes. Oh, those Grayson Allen. Allen threes were huge too. Exactly. There was a lot of big time three. Grayson Allen hit those threes. You had um Draymond Green hit a three. Jordan Poole hit a three. But really, when all the chips were at were like set in place, you're down two. The shot clock's winding down. The momentum's starting to go to Golden State. You hit that three from Tillman. It really put the Grizzlies in a better, much better position when the game they ultimately pulled it out. But I think we can both say Wiggins. I was about to say, ladies and gentlemen, I beg you, do not let the numbers fool you. He had 22 points, two assists, and 10 rebounds in 44 minutes as the first overall pick a few years ago. Please, this man is not a good basketball player. He should not be in the league. If anything, he should be in Europe. He is not a good player. I'm just saying, he, he airballed a three. I, I I don't get it. Like, how did these? That was just terrible. He's yeah. he's awful. I, he's just he's terrible. I, it, the Warriors really missed guys that they would usually have last night, like Clay Thompson, James Wiseman. And I was rooting for and I was rooting for Andrew Wiggins too in the goal. Like maybe he can revive his career. He just sucks. I'm sorry, he just sucks. 
Uh, and that's it for the plan, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I don't really want to spend too much time on it. Uh, maybe we spent a little bit more time than we w- would have liked, but we're going to move on to the good stuff here. We're going to move on to the NBA playoffs. The bracket was set as of last night, and actually the playoffs are set to start in about two minutes. So here we go, Anthony. We're going to start off with the Eastern Conference. Um, In the one versus eight matchup, we got the Philadelphia 76ers going up against the Washington Wizards. Um. I'm going to start off. I'm going to say Philadelphia takes it in five. I'm going to give the Wizards one game. Just maybe Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook have that insane game that they usually have. But I'm just going to give it to the the um, 76ers in five. How about you, Anthony? I'll say the Wizards tack two off them, and it goes six, and the Philadelphia 76ers win. Okay, that's interesting. I'm not too – I know some people are high on the 76ers heading into the playoffs this year. I'm a little bit iffy on them. I, I, I have my doubts, but I think they win the series in six games. I think Russ and Beal can take two. I mean, I, I'm not going to argue with that, but I've seen people even like su- say like guaranteed sweep. I, I don't know if it's going to be a guaranteed sweep, but I mean. It's all bold. I think the Wizards, the Wizards are coming in hot to the series. They, they are. They are. They're playing their best basketball of the year. So, I mean. Yeah. I, I have a hard time imagining they're going to get swept or anything like that. They're going to yeah. they're going to compete a little bit. For sure. We have the next up we have the New York Knicks who are back in the playoffs as a 4 seed. Nobody expected that Julius Randle having an unreal year. Most improved player in my opinion. I don't know, probably the favorite to win that, but going up against the 5th seed Atlanta Hawks. I mean, Atlanta has surprised a lot of people like him. They went under the radar heavily, heavily under the radar. Um I'm not going to lie to you. I haven't seen a lot on Atlanta this season, but I'm going to go ahead and I just, the Knicks, they got there by playing hard, you know, that grit. But like, I think I was talking to Anthony one day, everybody, everybody plays hard in the playoffs. I mean, I don't know if the Knicks are going to be able to withstand that. I could be horribly wrong. I'm going to say the Hawks take it in. Seven. I'm going to go very bold. Hawks and seven. I don't know if it's going to go to seven. I could be terribly wrong, but yeah, Hawks and seven is my prediction. What about you, Anthony? Um, I think this is a pretty good matchup for the Hawks from the standpoint of they have Clint Capella down low, which I think can kind of neutralize the Knicks' ability to get down low, specifically Julius Randle. Um, I like the Hawks in this series. I, but like you said, I think the Knicks kind of got here playing hard. You know, they don't have necessarily Julius Randle's obviously their star, but they don't have like a a, um, a proven year year in year out type of star who's going to carry you in the playoffs like that. This is you know, the, both teams are new to the playoff atmosphere. I'm gonna go Hawks and I'm gonna go Hawks and seven as well. I think the next it's going to be a really competitive series. But I think Trey Young is going to be the best player on the floor. Yep. In this series, so I'll, I'll lean the Hawks. Although Julius Randle has had an unbelievable year. Credit to the Knicks for sure. having such a great season. Nobody expected this that. You got. You got to. Nobody expected. You got to give him a. Got to give him a lot of credit. But who knows? They could definitely pull the series out. Oh yeah, I have it going seven because I think this is a 50-50 coin toss type of series. But I like the Hawks a little bit more. I agree with you. Let's move on to our third first round um, a series of, you know, 
the Eastern Conference. Next, we have the three-seed Milwaukee Bucks going up against the six-seed Miami Heat. Um, I don't know why. This is going to be a tough one to call for me. I mean, Miami's playing great. They are very hot. I mean, they're kind of going a little bit under the radar as well. They've been fantastic the last uh, few weeks. But again, you know, I know the Heat won the last year's series, knock, knocking out the Bucks. I'm going to say the Bucks win in six. I, I just think Giannis wants it, man. I, I don't think he's going to let them get knocked out in the first round. That might be unpopular among some people, but I don't know. Anthony, who are you going with the Milwaukee Bucks and Miami Heat series? Who just took off? Miami, the Miami Heat are much better than what their seed indicates. I think they're definitely a top-tier team in this conference and in the NBA. But I'm going to say the Bucks pull it out in seven. I think this is going to be a back-and-forth series. I think it's going to be a very competitive series. Both teams have Star talent, the Heat, obviously, with Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo. And then, obviously, you have the Bucks with Giannis, Middleton, Drew Holiday. And then, also, you have the supporting cast players on both teams, which give good minutes. Should be a very competitive series. But I think the Bucks, after what happened last year in the bubble, are prepared this year. They're more mentally into it. I'm going to say the Bucks pull it out in seven. But it's going to be a very good series. This is not the best draw for the Bucks as being the three seed. They could have hoped for. Just like you said, Miami is not a six seed in the Eastern Conference. They are up there. They're but in my opinion, they they are. I don't even know. They're they're better than the Knicks and the Hawks, in my opinion. Sure, and, yeah. And they, the they dropped they dropped the last couple games of the year to the six seed. Like they could have easily been the four or the five. Definitely. Let's move on to our last first round uh, matchup in the Eastern Conference. Um, Brooklyn. In Boston, I'm just gonna say it right away. I think boss, I think Brooklyn's gonna win in five. Um, Boston missing Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum's been playing fantastic this season, but I just don't think he can do it all on his own, especially against um Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. And I think J- isn't James Harden, he's back, isn't he? He is, he is. He is. I mean, crazy. I, I just I, I'm, I, I, you really, you have to go with Brooklyn. I mean, Brooklyn in five for me. I'm going to go Brooklyn in six, just for the reason I think this first game, especially where um, you have the big three finally playing together, which hasn't happened that much this year, specifically in the regular season due to injuries, load management, all that other stuff. I'm going to say, Bo- I'm going to be bold. I'm going to say Boston takes the one tonight. And they take one at home, and I think it goes six. Okay, that that's bold. Just because, just because of the lack of playing time together, I feel like the Nets have had. I, I, I mean, six is bold as well. I mean, the, who knows? The Celtics can always, you know, come out and do something special. I mean, yeah. but I just don't think they have enough. I mean, Jason Taylor is playing the best basketball. I, yeah, I think the Nets, the Nets should win the series. I'm pretty, I think we're both pretty confident in saying that. But I think Boston can tag too, just because of, I think tonight the Nets might come in first time the big three's played together in a while. And especially in this atmosphere, I like Boston tonight, and I probably like them to do for a home game. So I I'm think not, I'm not, not going to argue with you on that one. I mean, Fans are back in the stands. Maybe they'll get a little bit of, you know, motivation from that TD Garden crowd. So we're in unison so far. After the Eastern Conference, we both have the Sixers, the Hawks, Milwaukee, 
and Brooklyn going through in the first round. Um, so we're all in, we're both in unison there. Let's move on to the Western Conference. Um, we got the Utah Jazz against the Memphis Grizzlies. I mean, not a lot of people wanted to see this series. Probably one of the weaker series um, in the playoffs in the first round. I mean, I, I, I personally wanted to see the Warriors be in Memphis's place because I actually think the Warriors would have given would given Utah a challenge. I probably would have even picked the Warriors. I probably would have picked the Warriors to beat Utah boldly. I don't know why. But unfortunately, the Warriors aren't in that position. So we're going to be moving to Memphis. I'm going to say Utah wins in five. I think Memphis is going to get a game, but I don't think they're going to pose any real threat to the Jazz. What about you, Anthony? I think the Jazz won five as well. I, I'm not, I don't think the Grizzlies are going to have enough this series. I don't really think it's a good matchup for the Grizzlies. Um, I think they, they only attacked five due to Donovan Mitchell being out for a while and now being reintegrated back. But really, this should, this should be the Jazz series to win. I mean, yeah, I, I think I think a lot of people are expecting that. Who knows, maybe John Morant and they, maybe John Morant and the Grizzlies can surprise a lot of people, but I doubt it, to be honest. But we'll see. We got next up. This has potential to be the best series of the playoffs. Um, Wow. That... that I, I'm if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, they played in a series in last year's playoffs when Luka Doncic hit that unbelievable buzzer beater. But Clippers and the Mavericks. Um, wow. Um, I'm gonna say the Clippers win it in seven, and that's like it's a 50-50 coin toss, man. I mean, kind of like with the Knicks and the Hawks. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Clippers in seven. What about you, Anthony? Kind of like the Bucks a little bit. The Clippers, you kind of doubt them just due to their history in the playoffs. There's just something about the Clippers when it comes to the playoffs where things just don't go right for them year in and year out. I'm going to say Kawhi will be motivated. I'm going to say Paul George will be motivated. I think the addition of Rajon Rondo will be big. And I think the Mavs outside of Luka are a little bit lacking in certain areas. So I'm going to say the Clippers pull it out in seven. It should be a classic series, though. I think it'd be a great series. I The Mavericks can also win, man. These four or five series are going to be good ones in the East and the West. For sure. Next up, we got Denver in Portland. Um, This is really difficult. Um, Maybe the most difficult one thus far. And that's just due to the fact that there is no Jamal Murray for Denver. I mean, if, he, if Jamal Murray was not injured... I would definitely be saying Denver would go through in this series, but Portland has kind of given me something to worry about. Um, Dame time is on the rise. Um, I'm going to say Denver wins it in six. And I, that, it hurts me to say that because I love Damian Lillard and the Trailblazers. But I'm going to go Denver in six. Anthony, what about you? Um... I think this is a very bad matchup on the Blazers' behalf. They have not played good defense the whole year. They're at the bottom of the league in that category. Um, coaches on the hot seat. I'm going to go Denver here. Jokic has been having an MVP year. We've doubted the Nuggets time and time again this year. But I think with Jokic and um, the improvements guys like Michael Porter have made, I think the Nuggets do pull it out in six. 
I agree with you on that. Jamal Murray is here, though. Are we talking about maybe finals contenders for Denver? Maybe with Jamal Murray? Possibly. They're one of the brightest young teams in the league, for sure. I mean, Michael Porter Jr. is a finalist for most improved player. I mean, you just, you just hate to see Jamal Murray go down like that. But, oh, you yeah. know, it is what it is, man. Injuries are part of the game. The total shame because Jokic himself is having an MVP caliber year this year as well. Def- definitely. Mm, this is probably the this is probably one of the better series, man. We this is this is gonna be tough to call. And I we got the Phoenix Suns against the Los Angeles Lakers. And I can I just say, um, I feel so horribly bad for the Phoenix Suns. Um, having their best season in 15, 15 years, and they have to go up against LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Oh my goodness, I feel horrible. Uh I'm holding back a laugh now because this is just awful. I, I have to go with the Lakers and I'm going to go Lakers in six to LeBron James. I don't know if he's, I don't know if LeBron James is going to get knocked out in the first round. And I feel so bad for the Phoenix Suns. Cause of course, Chris Paul and Devin Booker Booker having fantastic years, but I just can't bet against LeBron James in the first round. As much as it pains me to say it, Phoenix, I mean, Lakers are going to win in six. What about you, Anthony? Ah. Uh. I agree. This is a terrible matchup for the Suns in the first round. Like the the only thing I think that they have going for them is that Chris Paul's an experienced, savvy veteran point guard that they'll be heading into the series with. <laughs> I just feel so bad, bro. It it just so unfortunate. Like the yeah. best season, best season of fifteen years. And you the, Lakers, the Lakers aren't playing phenomenal right now, which is why I think the series is gonna. The Suns will have a look. We'll have hope in the series. I'm going to say the Lakers win in seven. I think it's... Okay, okay, okay. I think the Lakers are going to come out a little bit rusty. It's like they look a little bit rusty against Golden State. I still think they're going to look a little bit rusty. I think it's going to take time. Even Jared Dudley himself has said, the teams that have the best chance to beat the Lakers are the teams that play them early on. In this case, the Suns. I think the Lakers will just be a little bit rusty at first. So I think the Suns can tag games. Chris Paul been having a phenomenal year and I think he'll be able to guide the Suns through the series a bit but I just I don't see them beating the Lakers I I mean I think if it goes to seven then we're talking about Phoenix having a shot I think if it goes to seven Phoenix can win it like Mm -hmm. easily that that just shows but LeBron James is one of those players especially at this point in his career the location just does not matter for this guy in a winner-go-home situation in Phoenix, I would still pick him. But I think this is going to be a back-and-forth series. I mean, Anthony, I know you could go six, probably. But I'm going to lean more towards seven. I really think the Lakers are not playing their best basketball right now. They're playing like the seven seed. For sure. I mean, I, I'm going to – I for those of you who don't know, Anthony's quite a bit of a LeBron fan. Le, he's a, he likes LeBron, um, but – who are you rooting for? Phoenix or Los Angeles, Anthony? I'm, I want to hear it from you. From you. Uh, this is this is how you know. I'm always a person in the playoffs, especially. I like to root for the franchise that built it the right way. Who do you pick, Anthony? Lakers or Suns? Who do I root for? I'm gonna say I'm gonna root for the Lakers. Okay, Anthony. Okay, Anthony. I mean, yeah. I thought I, mean, I thought I would be happy if the Suns won. I would be happy if the Suns won too. Yeah, I. Well, I, I wouldn't. No salty feelings. Yeah, I mean, of course the Pistons are actual garbage. Um, so they're not—they're not, they're not ever watching the playoffs as neutral fans here in Detroit. Man. Yeah, 
all, all we want in Detroit, man, is just a good, just good basketball. We don't, we, I, don't, I don't think we could care less who wins. I just think we want to see good basketball, man. I mean, yeah. that's it. I mean, we're in unison again, man. We, we, we both have Utah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Los Angeles, Clippers, and we, we have the Denver Nuggets and the Lakers going through. So we're eight of eight. We're, you know, and mm-hmm. we're, we're, we pretty much agree with each other here. I mean, should right. be a should be an excellent playoffs, man. I, I'm excited. But before we go, just just because I know the finals, of course, we're still about a month away, maybe a little bit more. But we just want to make our finals predictions now, just because you know, you just want just want to see who's right in in the end. Um. So, Anthony, I want you to start off. I know I've been starting a, off every time, so I'm gonna give you a chance. Who are your two teams to go to the finals? And who do you have winning the finals and how many games? I have so out of the West, I'm a lean, I'm a lean the Lakers here. And out of the East, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have the Brooklyn Nets coming out. And for my final champion, I'm gonna have the Lakers as of right now. I I I I just don't want LeBron to win it. Like I am that guy. I I'm 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 I can be a LeBron hater at times. Uh, I can admit that I am a Michael Jordan kind of guy, um, but I'm spotting with Anthony. I, I think the Lakers and the Nets are going to go to the finals, and I'm going to go with the Lakers. But it just depends at the point who's playing better basketball. Like these Nets are scary. James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving. If they are playing good basketball heading into the finals. They will win it with ease. But the Lakers, they need to pick up the pace because they have not been too great. So we'll see with that. I mean, I also have the Lakers. Both both teams are going to be, like, integrating themselves together a little bit because the Nets haven't really played too much together this year. And then you have the Lakers with their injuries. They didn't play too much together this year. But I think the Lakers will click faster than the Nets. Kind of in similar similarity to how the Clippers didn't click very well last year in the bubble. I think the same thing is going to kind of happen with the Nets. They'll click, but it won't click the way we were expecting. Who do you think is on more of an upset alert? Lakers or Nets? I think the Bucks can offer serious problems in the second round. I more so than like the Nuggets could or the Clippers could. I think the Bucks with Giannis, I really don't think Giannis – they don't have anyone to guard him on the Nets. The one qu- question I've had with the Nets this whole year, and I think JP could agree, the front court depth is very, very weak. You have and DeAndre the, Jordan. The defense, Anthony. It the just defense in general. I mean, Kyrie Irving is not a phenomenal defender by any means. Same with James Harden. Kevin Durant, you can say he's improved over the years, but he's not necessarily great. I think they're a lockdown guy. Joe Harris, not like if my numbers are right. If I, if I can interrupt, sorry, Anthony, sorry to interrupt you, bro. But if my numbers are right, I think they're averaging like 114 points per game. That's horrific. It's not going to deep. My thing, my thing is, I think with the Lakers, you're getting a team that can score the basketball, but can get stops as much as they score. What I get concerned with the Nets is that they can score 130, but they can give up 140. They're that type of team. Exactly. Especially. And if you're going to rely on DeAndre Jordan to play heavy, heavy minutes or Jeff Green play heavy minutes at center, 
you're gonna have problems. And I how think- old are these guys now? They're they are not they're not young guys. They're not the same as they were. And I hate to say it because this era is coming to an yeah. end. When you make that trade for James Harden, on paper it's great, but you give up a great rim protector in Jared Allen, and I really get concerned and put them on that upseller if they were to play a team like Milwaukee, especially with Giannis going downhill. I, I can't argue with that. I mean, people are going to be like, the Lakers are on upset alert more. I just don't. They have, Le, they have LeBron James on their the team. Lakers, the Lakers are more well-balanced as a team. They are. On and the like, floor than, mm-hmm. than, the, than the Nets are because they can protect the rim. They have bigs and they have guard play. Exactly. So they have both, they're, they're effective across the board. I just question the Nets a little bit from the front court standpoint and just defensively in general standpoint. You can't just rely on Blake Griffin to get you and DeAndre Jordan to give you those, you know, yeah. defensive minutes. It's, it's not going to happen. And even, and, and even if they get past the Bucks, you could see a team like the Sixers with Embiid. I mean, who's going to cover him? It's one I, of those things. I, I, I disagree with that. I don't think the 76ers will pose any threat. I, I, I'm just saying, I'm saying hypothetically. Let's say yeah, if they're hypothetically. Playing, just making, just giving the case for why they should be an upseller. There's the whole of center, like the East has a lot of great bigs. I mean, even if the he, the Bam and the Bio, like there's a lot of great bigs in this conference, and it can offer a lot of problems for the Nets. The the Bucks could give the Lakers something to do in the champion in the in the mm-hmm. finals. The the Bucks will give Lakers problems. The Lakers problems, and I mean the Bucks just the Bucks need to get out of that first series against the Heat. The Bucks path is difficult. Speaking very, of the Bucks, very difficult. I mean, yeah, they yeah, have. You have to be the, you got to go through some pains. But the, like, I, I would put the Nets more on upset alert than the Lakers. I, I the, the Lakers technically as a seven seed, you know, upset upset. But like they're playing two seed and they play, they're they're on the road every series. I mean, and I agree with you from the chemistry standpoint. This team, besides a new additions like Montrez Harrell, um, Dennis Schroeder, they won a championship together last year. Chemistry is not an issue for them. Whereas the Nets, you have three ball handling guys who always need the ball in their hands. This could pose some issues, you know, late in the game, mm-hmm. one minute one minute remaining, a game seven against, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks in round two. Who's going to take the shot? Down by three. I mean, it's difficult. I mean, I just think, I, I agree with Anthony. Uh, uh, who's more talented? The, the the Nets they have maybe the best the best big three of all time and then you have the Lakers of course you have LeBron James who's old he's okay LeBron James is a fantastic player he's in my opinion the best player in the league still but the guy is not young anymore man he can't do it all of course he has Anthony Davis next to him but there there's still that that chemistry is there I just think the Nets are a bigger upset watch than the Lakers, especially the fact that the Lakers too, though the Lakers they can go way deeper than the Nets on that bench. That's the, the Nets thing. defense. Yeah, the Nets bench and the Nets defense is lacking, and that's why the I Nets don't Nets think Nets, they can win it. Yeah, the Nets have nice role players like Joe Harris is a nice player, but like you go farther and farther down the bench, I mean you're relying on veteran minimum guys to give you good minutes. Exactly, and you can you know in, Anthony in the Davis. Playoffs, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to play guys. You're gonna, the guys are gonna have to play big minutes. Let's say Anthony Davis. He's a little bit winded. Who do you put in? Montrez Harrell. Kevin Durant's winded. Who do you put in? No one. Who would you put? Joe Harris. He's not gonna match up against LeBron freaking James. Yeah. Of course he got a he got the he got the strap on him with that three point shot. He won the three point contest. What is he gonna do against LeBron James? I agree. I we'll see with the Nets. I 
we we said the same thing about the Clippers and like just wait, you know, all the talent they have, just wait till the playoffs. You know, they they don't care about the regular season. They and then they don't play together the whole regular season. They come to the towards the playoffs and they look bad because they didn't practice together, they didn't play together, they they haven't exposed themselves together. Basketball's a game of chemistry. And that's why I question a little bit of the Nets. But we'll see. The Nets are definitely talented enough to win this whole thing. Kyrie Irving ensuring us that chemistry is not an issue. Um, I think with Anthony Davis, the Lakers ensuring us chemistry is not an issue. Mm-hmm. I mean, man. It, we'll see. This should be a great playoffs. I think great. it's going to be a great playoffs, man. I'm excited. Um, game one just tipped off. Bucks in the heat. I'm about to go watch that right now. I think Anthony is as well. Should be so exciting to see. We are really, really, really hyped. We're going to be bringing you guys a lot more content from this podcast. We've been lacking a little bit the last couple of weeks, and we apologize for that. But we're going to be doing some second-round previews, some second-round predictions, first-round reviews. It's going to be so much fun. Um, So that's going to be it for today's episode on Today in Sports. Anthony, my man, we will talk to you next time. And signing out is JP. See you guys next time on Today in Sports. Oh,